impatience in his voice. Well, Mr. Winthrop says everything is okay, just not to talk about it to anyone. That's a relief. You gonna lift this or just look at it? Dell nodded his blonde head sharply. Okay, I'm ready. After this set, I'm quitting for the night. I'm dead beat. The spotter smiled down at him. With a grunt, the spotter lifted the bar, now weighted with 290 pounds. He moved the bar into position above Dell's open hands and began lowering it. Just as Dell's fingers were about to close around the bar, the spotter pulled it toward himself a little till it was right over Dell's neck. With great control, the spotter positioned it exactly over Dell's Adam's apple. Just as Dell opened his mouth to ask what the hell was going on, the spotter dropped the bar. Dell's hands scrabbled convulsively at the weight crushing his neck for a few seconds, hard enough to make his fingers bleed. But his companion squatted down and held either side of the bar, the gloves and sweatshirt protecting him from Dell's fingers. Very shortly, Dell lay still. The spotter carefully examined his gloves. In the overhead light, they looked fine. He threw them back in the lost and found bin. Dell had left his gym key on the counter, and the spotter used it to unlock the front door. Halfway out the door, he paused. His knees were shaking. He hadn't any idea of what to do with the key, and no one had thought to tell him. If he put it back in Dell's pocket, he'd have to leave the door unlocked. Would that look suspicious? But if he took it with him to relock the door from the outside, wouldn't that tell the police that Dell had had someone with him? This whole assignment was more terrible and perplexing than he'd imagined. But he could handle it, he reassured himself. The boss had said so. He was loyal, and he was strong. Hesitantly, the spotter rethreaded his steps between the pieces of equipment. With his face compressed into an expression of disgust, he tucked the key in Dell's shorts pocket and rubbed the enclosing material around the key. He backed away from the still figure on the bench, then walked out hastily, almost running. He automatically flicked the light switch down on his way out. Glancing from side to side, the spotter finally broke and ran to the dark corner of the parking lot where his pickup was waiting, fairly well concealed by a few wax myrtles. On his way home, he suddenly wondered if he could now get a date with Lindy Rowland. Chapter One I grumbled to myself as I slid out of my Skylark, Marshall's keys clinking in my hand. Since I made my living doing favors for people, it hardly seemed fair to be doing a favor for free this early in the morning. But this fall, a flu epidemic was scything its way through Shakespeare. It had crept into the body-time gym enclosed in the body of my friend Raphael Roundtree. Raphael had coughed and sneezed in karate class after working out in the weights room, neatly distributing the virus among almost all the body-time clientele, with the exception of the aerobics class. And me. Viruses don't seem to be able to abide in my body. When I dropped by Marshall Sadaka's rented house even earlier that morning, Marshall had been at that stage of the flu where his greatest desire was to be left alone to his misery. 
so fit and healthy that he took sickness as an insult, Marshall was a terrible patient, and he was vain enough to hate my seeing him throw up, so he'd thrust the keys to body time into my hand, slammed the door, and yelled from behind it, "'Go open! Tanya's coming after her first class if I can't get anyone else!' I'd been left with my mouth hanging open and a handful of keys. It was my day to work at the Drinkwater's house. I had to be there between 8 and 8.15 when the Drinkwater's left for work. It was now 7 o'clock. Tanya, a student at the nearby Montrose branch of the University of Arkansas, might get out of her first class at 9 o'clock. That would put her arrival time at somewhere around 9.40. But Marshall was sometimes my lover and also sometimes my workout partner, and he was always my sensei, my karate instructor. I'd blown air out of my mouth to make the curls at my forehead fluff and driven out to body time. I'd decided...